On this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch to Podium, we discuss the five things you should watch out for for this week's Portuguese Grand Prix. What about the track? What is it so special about Portimao? Is there going to be someone winning the race or is there going to be someone losing it? Which is the one driver who we all have a hope spinned on as being the mystery person to get a podium this particular weekend? And which midfield team is it that excites us the most? And finally... Could we have a new podium sitter this week at Portugal? All of this right here on the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium. This time, it's the five things to watch out for for the Portuguese GP. My name is Somal Arora, joined by Kunal Shah, the ex-marketing head of the Force India Formula One team and currently who is working as the motorsport and Formula One consultant to the VS Sport Network in Norway. And Kunal, see, it's a funny thing, this. I, I never knew, or I would still not believe, that people get paid to drive at a circuit like Portimao. You want to dream <laughs> to be a Formula One driver. You don't dream to drive at a dull and drab circuit like the Miami one or Yas Marina. <laughs> you, you dream of driving at tracks like this. And thank goodness, we're back here again for the second time. Thank goodness it is, Somil. Thank you for that lovely opening. And thank you for that fantastic introduction. And I almost thought that you would do a Sebastian Vettel you know, at the opening of this episode. I thought you'd turn around and say, ladies and gentlemen, hi, I'm Samuel Arora, and you are tuning into the driving force on Hot Star. <laughs> you know, given just how Fettel drove into the McLaren pit box and then was like, oops, it had to happen sometime. So, uh, you know, <laughs> precise stuff from you and hopefully more precise stuff to follow from Sebastian Fettel this uh, weekend as well. But yes, talking about Portimao, porting, uh, talking about the Algarve uh, circuit, uh, I'm going to just put it one way. And this is, you know, for our regular listeners they, who, who've been listening uh, to us for years now, uh, they would know this particular style of mine, you know, picking one buzzword that we will hear through the weekend. And this weekend, that buzzword is going to be roller coaster because of the undulate you know, the undulations, the gradient changes, the, the the sheer nature of the circuit, you know, blind corner entries and exits and everything that makes Portimao so loved by every single driver who's literally driving there this weekend. So roller coaster, ladies and gentlemen, that's the word to look out for this weekend. It's going to be crazy. That's the first thing we're going to dissect. More on that in just one second, because we've got some special announcements for you. Firstly, you can see on the bottom left-hand corner, if you're watching the video, subscribe to our newsletter. We've got some amazing stuff going on there. Exclusive stats, articles, fan questions that you can ask. For instance, next week, we are going to be interviewing Mahindra Racing's Alexander Sims and Alex Lynn at the same time. If you've got questions for them, subscribe to your newsletter. You can send them in right there along with some more special stuff including a partnership with a very special brand that I'm wearing a t-shirt about. It's Puma, this side that is, yeah, Puma Motorsport <laughs> India. And why don't you tell our viewers more about that, Kunal? Because this, I think this is going to be a very, very special deal where not just us, but all of our listeners and our viewers benefit quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just us who get to buy and wear Puma merchandise, especially the motorsport range. Uh, you know, we are going to have two specific things to talk about when it comes to our, you know, beautiful partnership with Puma. 
First is that there is a special contest coming up for the Monaco Grand Prix and there are vouchers up for grabs. So remember to check our social media handles and play along. Uh, it's going to be a part of our Grand Prix Prediction League, but I'm not going to reveal more than that, right? And the second more fun thing is how you can benefit from the partnership literally right now. You can uh, get a 5% discount on their motorsport merchandise. And remember, guys, this is a, you know a merchandise range, which is really cool and almost never on discount, right? So you can get a 5% discount uh, on their merchandise, or I could even say an additional discount on Puma's merchandise by using the code Puma Inside Line. So we will leave that in the episode descriptions in case you're interested in going and making a purchase. And you can, of course, you know, Christmas is far away, but if you want to send us some Puma Motorsport goodies, feel free to do that. And guys, just, I, I don't think I look quite bad today. I'm wearing a Puma Motorsport t-shirt, right? It's, it's one of Valtteri Bottas' Mercedes, and that's just one of the things available. Caps, hats, bags, shoes, wallets, uh, anything on the surface of the earth that Puma sells, you can get a discount on that one. It's all really good stuff. But now, now let's get to Portimao. Now let's get to Algarve. And I was doing some laps on my simulator, Kunal, just a few minutes before recording this episode. And I was thinking, man, I'm jealous of the people who get paid to drive on this. Some people have to pay for it. Uh, uh, say, for instance, if you're Nicholas Ladifi or Nikita Mazepin, but that's a different story. You still get to do a Formula One lap at a circuit like Algarve. It's beautiful. Uh, and there are so many things that make it so special. What do you love most about Algarve? And what are you looking forward to the most here this weekend? Wow. Now, that's where I'm going to... I'm going to be speaking for the next five or maybe 15 minutes. Uh, it's, take your it's, time. <laughs> <laughs> but so what do I love the most about Algarve? And uh, one of the things which is rarely known is that there are 32 circuit configurations at Algarve. Uh, 32 being the magic number. So, you know, there are car and bikes that go racing. And I think that in itself is phenomenal. Of course, this weekend is going to be the Grand Prix circuit configuration that will be in use. Uh, something very silly, but, you know, something interesting. There are 55 gear changes estimated per lap, uh, which is also, you know, pretty good. And I think, Samuel, the one thing we all really look forward to is, you know, turns turn one, then we have turns 10 and 11, some of those really high speed sweeping corners, you know, blind uh, entry points and blind exit points and stuff which sort of elevate the challenge of driving a Formula One car in itself, right? And, uh, you know, I, I remember turns eight, turns 13 as well, really good. So, yeah. Like I said, you can literally take every alternate corner and turn around and say, that's it. This is the corner I want to watch, the, you know, for the next five laps. And you will see drivers and cars literally working beautifully well. And let's remember, guys, you know, the, the circuit characteristics uh, lead to lots of challenges for car setup, for instance, you know. Uh, for, for all those gradient changes that we see, uh, you know, and that sort of leads to teams needing to dial into several setup compromises because, you know, usually you would need to tune in for some corners where you'd gain or lose more uh, speed during a typical Grand Prix circuit. But here you need to find a compromise that works all around. And then, of course, you know, when, uh, when, the, when the gradient changes, it also sort of impacts uh, grip levels, you know, the load factor on the contact patch 
keeps changing uh, through the circuit, uh, through, you know, as a driver drives through the circuit. And that sort of adds to the unpredictability uh, of when a driver's trying to put a quick lap, say in qualifying, or if you're chasing or defending somebody in the race and so on. And that's why Sawmill, I'm excited about the fact that drivers really have to work hard to be precise around the Elkarv circuit. And, you know, something all teams have been saying is we didn't have a safety car last year, but the truth is we were either racing or we had red flags. So there was no going in between. And let's hope it's a safe race eventually after all. It's a tough track. When they say it's a dream circuit, they mean it's beautiful, but it's so challenging. We saw so many big drivers making mistakes in the FP sessions earlier this morning, didn't we? Hamilton made a couple of errors here and there. Verstappen was facing difficulties getting to grips. Sergio Perez making a few errors here and there too. This track, man, this track is awesome. And on the lead up to preparing for this video, I was thinking, Kunal, why why do we need to prepare for five different things when we can just mention five different corners here at Algarve? And that's <laughs> it. That's the five things to watch out for. Because it's such a sight. The Samsung curve, you've got so many other ones there. Turn one and two when you just descend downhill. And if you saw the MotoGP race there a couple of weeks ago, it, it gets... It makes you feel like you're going past a big crest. Like, say, for instance, when you dip down from an elevator, you feel that sort of thing in your stomach happening when you watch a race at Portimao. It's amazing. But turn one and two, it can be treacherous as well. Remember, last year we saw two different accidents there involving, I think, uh, I think Lance Stroll was involved, Max Verstappen was in one of them, Lando Norris too, if I'm not mistaken, was a part of one of those accidents as well. Turn one and two, that, that sort of complex that we have there, Kunal, descending downhill from the hill towards a very tricky braking zone where you have a double right-hand corner. That is a place where your racing judgment can be quite hard. And I think we should expect to see at least a couple of accidents here and there over there because that that part of the circuit, not, not an easy one to challenge. Not an easy yes, one to it, tackle, I beg your pardon. It, it isn't an easy one to tackle. And, you know... Basically, if you're going to you know, see all the overtaking, it's going to be sector one because sector two and three is far more tight and technical, I would say. And uh, I'll also put it this way. I think almost 90% of the overtakes last year happened in sector one, right? Yep. And that's what we're going to be seeing this year as well in all probability. And Swamil, another thing that's changed, which we uh, which we should highlight is the fact that the DRS uh, line is, you know, 165 meters later than last year. So this mm. could, of course, impact overtakes into turn one. And then, of course, there is an additional DRS that has been added between turns four and five, which is another overtaking hotspot. So overall, uh, you know, it's a, it's going to be an exciting uh, race to see with a lot of on-track overtakes. And since we are also, you know, still talking about how beautiful the circuit is and, and so on, uh, you know, the circuit is offering low grip uh, like it did last year as well. Pirelli have brought their hardest compounds, the C1, C2 and C3 like last year. And, uh, you know, medium at the moment, seeing the FP sessions seems to be the tire of choice. And uh, what most drivers have actually said, and I was listening into some of the, the interviews uh, just before we recorded, was that generating tire temperatures for qualifying and, and the opening laps of the race is going to be a tough one. And then since I mentioned qualifying, I also have to say that traffic could be typically existing in qualifying as well. So lots of ifs and buts and unknowns uh, that are there, and it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy weekend. 
I like stuff like that. I, I like having unknowns in a Formula One race like this one. It just makes you feel more intrigued about what's going to happen next. But what I'm really intrigued about, Kunal, this time out, is one point that our guest for the last episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast live, Ajit Devadasan, mentioned, and it's a lovely point. Are we going to see a team or a driver for this, for this instance? Going, are they going to win a race or are we going to see someone lose it? Because Ajit pointed out extremely well that in Bahrain, Verstappen was the one who lost the race. It was his to win. And in Imola, it was Hamilton who lost the race. And that, that, that's how you look at it, because it was essentially in their grasp. Eventually, they made errors that cost them the win. This weekend, are we going to see a more commanding performance, more on, say, the performance of the driver rather than someone else making an error? Who, who do you think, firstly, wins this one? And secondly, what sort of a race do we expect to see at the very top in that sort of dynamic battle that we are seeing between Hamilton and Verstappen right there? And... Could we see a dark horse in Sergio Perez coming in? Because he looked quite impressive in the third free practice session. Second, I'm sorry. You know, Samir, it's so close between uh, the Red Bull and the Mercedes cars that I'm not making a prediction for this weekend. And I actually enjoy <laughs> that because, you know, back in time, we could all predict that, hey, it'll be a Lewis Paul and a Lewis win. And, you know, that's where we would leave it. And I'll just say what Valtteri Bottas said, you know, after the free practice sessions. He said... Whoever is able to find time in their car overnight, which basically means crunching all the data and making all the setup changes for tomorrow, is going to get polled. That's just how close it is. You know, there's literally hundreds uh, and, you know, just about a tenth or two to choose between the top uh, drivers. Uh, but also another landmark that could be possible this weekend, Hamilton's hundredth career poll in Formula One. And, you know... Every single media outlet has sort of reminded us how Lewis actually claimed his 92nd career win in Formula One at Algarve as well. So it could well be that he gets it, gets his 100th pole here. And, you know, frankly, I hope he does that. So, you know, 20 years down the line, when I'm in a general knowledge quiz session, I know I just have to remember one answer, which is Portimao is where Lewis got his 100th pole and his 92nd career win. But that is uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, you know, it could be Checo Perez's first uh, podium with uh, Red Bull as well. You know, that's uh, that's a driver who's going to be working hard to correct the wrong that he had made the last race, and especially in the whole tense environment that he's in at Red Bull. I know you are really rooting for Carlos Sainz Jr. and how beautifully he's sort of fit himself in at Ferrari and. As of the free practice sessions, Alpine looks really cool and quick as well. Yes, that is one thing we are going to get to right away. Speaking of Lewis Hamilton, though, it's not just the GK quizzes, Kunal. Apparently, there are competitive examinations here in India where you actually have to study about the 2020 <laughs> F1 GP's race winners and, and call Pierre Gasly as Pyre Gasly. That's a different subject. If you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. Very, very how you remember it. Yes, I know what oh your video you're referring God, to. That, that, that was... I'll see if I can find that video, folks. I'll see if I can link it to you. Yeah, because that one is is a must-watch if you're a Formula 1 fan. And hey, you can come at me and say, it's just an accident. You, you can't say things like that, right? It's all right. We all have accidents. We all have a way of saying it. But... Just take a minute to prepare and at least know how you pronounce their name. Don't call Pierre Gasly as Pere Pere Gasly. That's a separate matter. I know, I get distracted too easily. But coming to the matter of Portimao, coming to the matter of the driver 
who we think could get a real good chance of scoring their first podium for Ferrari, it's Carlos Sainz, the one I mentioned, the one you mentioned rather, Kunal, at the very top. Now, Carlos Sainz has looked extremely good here at Portimao. You all remember the first lap that he had last time out uh, in 2020, where he literally just blitzed past the field and made everyone think, why, why is this guy not, not racing for a top team now? And he is racing for a top team right now in Ferrari, who don't have top team pace, but you get the idea. Finally, Kunal, uh, he, he's taking the fight to Charles Leclerc. He's really putting in some competitive lap times, competitive performances. And apart from a few technical issues in FP1, FP2, Carlos was really strong. I, I genuinely think that if we see some shenanigans between the top two teams, I, I really feel that we are going to see Carlos Sainz getting a podium here. He's just that confident at a driver's track like Portimao, which is which goes to show that this man, I mean, he's not just a just a fast car merchant or something like that. At, at a real driver's track as well, he can push hard and get those big results, as he did last year, of course. Yes, last year's race was fairly impressive. We were all surprised to suddenly see him in the lead after getting a great start, if I remember correctly. But, you know, honestly, Carlos has just uh, surprised all of us very pleasantly, given how seamlessly he's sort of fit into the whole Ferrari setup. Uh, of all the drivers in new teams and new cockpits uh, for 2021, he definitely looks the most comfortable of all the drivers and, you know, immediately on the pace. So excited to see what he can do. You know, I would never rule out Charles Leclerc, you know, just just so wonderfully well that he's driving. And let's remember even McLaren, you know, Lando Norris, he said he's going to struggle to be in the top 10 given his struggles on Friday. But I expect him to hopefully get things going uh, in, in, in the time to come uh, soon enough, Somil. And then, uh, uh, you know, we just have to remember Daniel Ricciardo wants to prove a point after, you know, Lando's heroics as well. So uh, let's, uh, you know, let's sort of remember it's going to be a new podium sitter. We would love to celebrate that if that happens. Several drivers eyeing that top spot, including... Valtteri Bottas because he had a disaster or rather he's had a disastrous start to his season as well so hopefully he's able to get his championship battle back on track and you know I would love to see three drivers going uh, all out for it it's just been a case of what could have been for Valtteri Bottas so far in 2021 there's always been that pace in FPs but then again it's not just materialized and uh, you might be Fair to say that that's always been the case with Bottas at Mercedes. He's shown good pace in FPs and qualifying, but then Hamilton just comes in and surges past. I, I, I mean, you've seen that meme, right? Where you see a bus on a train track, a bus is doing all fine, then a train comes in and completely wrecks it off. That's the kind of thing that happens with them. But let's see. I hope to see Bottas coming in with that challenge. But another thing I'm very intrigued to see, Kunal, this weekend is how Alpine perform. You mentioned this a couple of minutes ago, and Alpine have looked really good. Now, Alpine have shown some great pace so far in the free practice sessions, which is strange to me because, A, they don't have a really good engine. I mean, in comparison, that is. And Portimao is very much a long straight track. So, I mean, there is a big advantage to begin there, which Alpine don't. And in the corners as well, it's a rather bulky car because of the nature of how they've designed it. So it's not the most active one in the corner as well. But Alpine still seem to be clocking in, what, around P7, P8 there and then in FP2. The real question here, Kunal, is it a showcase lap on soft tyres or is it just Alpine genuinely having the kind of pace that we hope they would have at the start of the year with the new upgrades coming in finally? 
you know i'll i'll reserve my judgment because i haven't had the time to dig into their data but i will quote what both the drivers have said uh you know after free practice they have said that hey we've uh, you know tested all the compounds that we wanted to we've got enough data for the race weekend especially the race and it could well be that they found a sweet spot uh, you know on on their car uh, the circuit characteristics at portimao are certainly different than the last two races as well so i would love to see alpine especially fernando and esteban you know given how all three of them are definitely trying to compete and sort of become better than the other uh, you know and three uh, i mean alpine alonso and esteban and you know esteban seems to have the edge at least in the early stages and alonso's like i said in the last episode on this it's not you it's me uh, more <laughs> that he's in so you know at the end of the day there's there's a lot at stake for alpine given they've got a box office signing in alonso uh, and you know frankly a, a recovery for them is always a good thing so i hope that this is genuine pace that we've seen in the free practice sessions and i think apart from mercedes red bull ferrari and mclaren everyone is going to be dying to score points because like i've pointed out before the gap between the team in p4 and p5 is you know almost three times the gap right and uh, aston martin being the one in p5 and McLa- uh, sorry ferrari being in p4 so aston martin uh, being another team that's you know definitely going to want to shine as well so lots of things to play out here definitely more than five things to look for this weekend somil Oh yeah, let's actually add a bonus. The sixth thing to watch out for, well that's going to be which one of the midfield drivers that we actually get to see here is able to trump up the, I mean the likes of McLaren and Ferrari because remember there's a second midfield battle going on. It's it's Toro Rosso, it's Alfa Romeo, there is Aston Martin in it as well, Alpine in it as well. Which one of them comes out on top in that particular midfield battle? I am intrigued to see that. Pierre Gasly, by the way, is doing quite a good job. But let's end it with this, Kunal. Let's end it with this particular thought that we have in mind. Could we see a new podium sitter, A? And if we can, which I think we can, who is your pick for that? I, I've said Carlos Sainz. Who's your take for this one? I will say yes we can see a new podium sitter and I will go for Checo Perez. Mm, that's going to be very interesting. Certainly has the pace, certainly has the car to do that. Should be a lot of fun considering that this is a proper driver's track. Oh meanwhile, I also read somewhere that the rain could be on the cards as well, but yeah, minor point, isn't it? No, it isn't. Oh, <laughs> hopefully we do get to see rain because that'll be absolutely incredible, but promises to be a good weekend, doesn't it, Kunal? Promises to be a great one ahead. It'll literally fly by. I think the best way to sum it up is it promises to be a roller coaster of a weekend Samuel so let's <laughs> that's number sit, two <laughs> sit back and enjoy the ride absolutely and that folks is that here today at the inside line f1 podcast and pitch to podium you know the deal if you liked our stuff give us a subscribe give us a like give us a good share to your friends and your family members who also watch formula 1 because that'll do us a world of good and it it always feels nice for us to see you liking our content as well and if you didn't like our content which is totally reasonable totally fair by the way just tell us why we'll try to work on a creative solution to try and improve that sort of thing and come up with a better product for you but folks thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening remember 
The code for the Puma discount, the Puma Inside Line code down in the description, along with the link to the Puma Motorsport India store. And our social media platforms are there as well to follow our newsletter and to keep in touch with our competition for the Monaco GP. But Kunal, thank you so much for joining me as always. This was a lovely one and I hope we get to see a great race. Likewise, Samuel. Thanks for uh, being with me on the show and see you post-race on Sunday. Bye-bye.